You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. By the Hearing of Faith is the title of this devotion. One of the great gifts that we receive from our Heavenly Father through Jesus is a heart that can hear. The Bible talks about what the heart could not perceive has now been revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. It is one of the great gifts to be able to hear the voice of the Lord. And Jesus said that this is what distinguishes you and me from other people who don't belong to Him. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. And so today I want to talk to you a little bit about the hearing and what happens to our lives because we now have the hearing and how to recognize that you do have the hearing. It's so important because many people think they never hear God when that's not true. They hear Him all the time but don't know that that is the hearing, having the Word, living in them. So I want to start with you in Philipp- excuse me, in Galatians chapter 3, verse 2 through verse 5. This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? The title of this devotion. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish having begun in the Spirit? Are you now being made perfect in the flesh? You know, you now have your new life in Jesus Christ, which began in you through the Holy Spirit giving you a new birth or making you spiritually alive inside. You now live a new life when the Holy Spirit gave you a new birth. How did you receive that new birth? How did you receive that Holy Spirit? Was it by your own achievements, by keeping the laws of God, or was it by you hearing the gospel, hearing the good news? You see, the Bible says, by the hearing of faith, he says. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, faith, in verse 17, comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You see, when the Word comes into your heart, that is the hearing. You see, we hear inwardly, not just outwardly. We hear inwardly. We perceive, recognize, and acknowledge inwardly. The Spirit speaks direct to our spirit, living in our heart, in our innermost being. That is the hearing of God. The Apostle Peter, he says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, 1 Peter 1, verse 23, having been born again, having been made alive in the Spirit, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. See, the Word 
comes to live in us and abides in us forever. Not just while we're in this temporal body, but also when we're in eternity. The Word is living in us. And by the Word living in us through the Holy Spirit, living in us, it gives us the hearing, the knowing, and we live in a new life. We now are spiritually made alive unto God. Once we were dead in sin and trespasses, Ephesians 2 says, but now we've been made alive together with Christ. And we live this new life by the grace that God gives through faith in Jesus. And that is all a gift that comes from our loving Heavenly Father. And then if we go back again to Romans chapter 10, starting at verse 8, please. What does it say? The Word is near you. What does the Scripture, the Word of God say? The Word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the Word which we preach. You find this in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 13 and 14. So that's why he says, what does the Word say? The Word is near you. It is in your heart. It is in your mouth. What word are we talking about? The word that we preach to you. The word that we preach to you. The Apostle Peter, he says it this way in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 12. Excuse me, verse 12. Things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things which angels desire to look into. You see, that is the kind of preaching that I believe in with all my heart. This is why I have daily devotion time with the Lord in prayer. I listen to the Word, narrate it. I read it. I meditate on it. I pray it. Why? Because I long to live in that life-giving stream that comes from the throne that never ceases to give forth the life of the living Word into our hearts so that we are continuously renewed inwardly, that we're constantly kept alive through the life we receive from the throne, the life of the Son of God, and that we have the continual hearing perceiving, recognizing, acknowledging of the heart of our Heavenly Father. You see, Jesus is the door into the heart of our Heavenly Father. His very life is the door in. And as His life is in us, we now have access into the heart of our Father so that we can be of one heart and one mind with our Heavenly Father. It's unimaginable that this is given to us in Christ and we don't know about it unless we hear about it. How can you believe that you have access unless somebody lets you know the door is open, Jesus is the door. Come on in and the Word is not far from you. It is near you. It is in your heart and it is in your mouth the word which we have spoken, the word of faith. And if you, what is that word? If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whosoever believes on him shall not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between the Jew or Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon Him. For whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Oh, what a glorious thing. 
when the Word of the Lord comes into your heart, as you hear the preaching of faith, as you hear the words given by the Holy Spirit, the life-giving words that come from God Himself. He is the living Word, Jesus Christ, and it comes into your heart. You are born again. You're made alive unto God. That is the hearing. It says in the book of Acts, it's a short little verse, but I should just read it to you. I, I love these kinds of scriptures, you know. <laughs> I, I'm so happy for the Bible. My goodness, I couldn't live without it for a split second. It says here, however many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to about 5,000. You know, I believe in a congregation of 5,000 would to me, yes, be large, but be small. To me, a congregation is still too small when there's more people outside than inside. So for me to believe that God can give us a congregation here at Life Church of 5,000 people receiving the word week in, week out, oh, what a delight would that be to my soul. And what faith I have for the Lord to bring it to pass. That's one of the reasons I exist on this earth, to see as many precious souls come into the knowledge of our loving Heavenly Father through Jesus Christ, our Son, whom we are given to preach by the power of the Holy Spirit, words that have come from God Himself into our hearts that we now speak by the power of the Holy Spirit, things that angels desire to look into. In 1 Thessalonians, Oh, I love this. This is Paul's first letter, you know. And he was a bit younger there than when you go to his later letters uh, and that he wrote later on, like Ephesians and Philemon and, and Colossians and so forth. And of course, Timothy, 2 Timothy was his last letter. But even though this was his first letter, my goodness, what a glorious grace did this precious man have to make known the unsearchable riches of Christ. And he says here in 1 Thessalonians 2.13, For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing. I mean, in other words, he says, we're so excited. We just can't stop thanking God. We can't stop praising Him. What for? Because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it, not as a word of man, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. Oh, you know, when I, when I begin to share with you on, this, on these devotions, I feel such a presence of Jesus coming out to you. The Holy Spirit is so much more hungry for you to receive Him than for you to receive Him. The Holy Spirit is longing to keep on watering that Word in your heart and that it may bud and spring forth and bring forth a marvelous harvest. Oh, because God is true to His Word and He watches over it to perform it. And not one word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord shall return void, but it shall accomplish that for which it is sent. That's why meditate on the Word. Let it just constantly grow deeper roots in your heart as you meditate it, think it, say it, pray it, sing it. Oh, sing the Word of God. 
The word in my life is healing, is power, is Jesus. He is the word of life. You could just make a song. You could just begin to sing about the word living in your heart and being powerful and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. The word that lives and abides in us forever is the healing power working in us. It is the saving power working in us. It is the communion with the Heavenly Father and the Son in us. It is the access to the throne of God. It is the truth that never dies, that never fails to bring forth that for which it was sent. Oh, what a glorious gospel we have in the Word. Can I hear an amen? What a glorious gospel we have in the Word. Another little scripture here from Peter. And, and I've got just a small thing to finish with in just a second, so stay with me. He says here in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 11. 1 Peter, okay, here. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracle of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies. In all things God, so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong glory and dominion forever and ever. So again, if anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracle of God. So let me just take a little side note for just a second. You know, Jesus talked about this quite a lot. And he told us that we have to give an account of every word we speak. And James says, we all stumble in many things in the book of James, but there's hardly nobody that hasn't stumbled in the way he talks. Jesus is the one who never stumbled in the way he talked, but I think most of all of us have sometimes spoken up by the Holy Spirit words that didn't bring life and healing and goodness to people. And all of us have maybe tasted the emptiness of speaking words that bring damage to people. And I want to plead with you, be so careful what you yield your hearing to, that you do not embrace words that do not glorify the Father. They are not the oracle of God. They don't come from His heart. Jesus said, I can do nothing unless the Father shows me. The words I speak to you come from my Father. I'm going to talk about that with you tomorrow and the next day. I want to encourage you, if there's anywhere where you want to grow spiritually, grow in the way you talk. Let not one word proceed from your mouth that doesn't honor God. Guard your heart and your mouth. In Proverbs 30, it says, when you have a bad thought, put your hand on your mouth. Jesus says in Matthew 6, do not take thought and say. There's a lot of thoughts that we ought never to utter. It's so important that we're careful what we say and that we don't allow our passions to get away with our mouth and cause us to, call, to, to bring harm and hurt to others because the spirit by which we speak is not, not pleasing to the Father. It doesn't honor Him. So can I intercede with you today in this devotion? Let your spiritual growth be seen in not just what you say, but how you say it and the spirit with which you say it. Trust the Holy Spirit to help you to only speak those things that please your Father. And with that thought in mind, let me close with you from the book of Mark, the Gospel of Mark, okay? And I'll take you to Mark chapter 4, please. And starting at verse 14, Jesus said, 
the sower sows the word. Do you realize that the words you speak are seeds that will germinate and bring forth a harvest? That's why it's so important that we don't speak anything that we don't want to reap. Because whatever we sow, we will reap, the scripture says, and God is not mocked. Galatians 6 says that what a man sows, he will reap. And many times, folks, we, we reap the consequences of our own words, not just in what we said, but the spirit by which we said it. And so I want to encourage you, keep seeking the Lord to empower you by his spirit to only say the things that please him. Jesus said in John 8, when he was so provoked by the unbelief of the people, he said, I have much to say and to judge about you, but I will only say what my father enables me to say. In other words, you're not going to, with your behavior, draw me out to start speaking to you in a way that the Father doesn't want me to speak. You know, Jesus had to guard his heart against the temptation from being provoked and beginning to speak unruly and unrighteously and unholy and ungodly and unloving. It's so important that we learn how to speak by the Holy Spirit and that only good proceeds forth out of our lips. Amen? And the Lord says, these are the ones verse 15 of Mark 4, these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and they have no root in themselves, and so endure only for a time afterwards when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word, and the cares of this world, the deceitful riches, the desires of other things enter and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it, bear fruit, some 30, some 60, and some a hundredfold. And here Jesus shows four kinds of heart conditions of those who all receive the word. They all receive the word, every heart condition. But there's only one heart condition that brings forth the fruit God's looking for. The first heart condition is the heart that allows itself to be trampled down by the things of this world and where Satan easily can take away the consciousness and the knowledge of the revelation they received. So when the word came to them, there was light, there was revelation, but because of the worldliness, Satan can easily remove the consciousness they had of that life and that light, and it never produces anything. And then he says, there are those who gladly receive it, but the moment somebody challenges or something challenges or tests or provokes or tempts them, they immediately lose the fruitfulness of that living word in them because there's no root. And then there's those who allow the busy and the frailties of this life and their human flesh to quench the real life-giving forces of that word. But the last, and that's the heart is look, God's looking for in you and me. It's when we with gladness receive that word and meditate on it and worship God in it and praise him in it as it gains deeper and deeper root 
deeper and deeper root and begins to produce in us 30, 60, 100 fold. In other words, we keep spiritually increasing in how the Word is able to manifest itself in us. Oh, praise the Lord. Maybe you say, well, Pastor, I, I do feel the anointing and I feel the Word and I can feel it in the way I begin to talk and think and how I'm reacting and acting. But I still have so many areas where I, oh, I still can feel, oh, that's not God, that's not God. Be encouraged. Keep meditating on the Word and you will see that which lives in your heart will produce a bountiful harvest that the Father will be pleased with when He looks at you and says, Wow, you're my son, you're my daughter, and you are well pleased for my Word is alive and active in you. Amen. Have a good day.